So boom, you can put yourself in a situation where you're making money and learning whatever you want. And then you're good to go. And you don't actually have to go to college in order to find, in order to be a productive member of society. What the fuck is we doing? All right. Welcome back, everybody. So it looks like that prediction that I made saying that we weren't going to miss a day ended up coming to life the very next day. Um, I mean, again, this is just a show about us talking about whatever we want. It's not like we're need to set ourselves to a schedule, but you know, it's nice, not necessary. Plus it was the holidays. So, you know, we want to live our lives a little bit as well, but in any case, this is a conversation between me and Mike for entertainment purposes only. Nothing that we say here is to be taken with any sense of legality or advice on the financial, on the financial side as expert advice or anything like that. We are not licensed in any way. So, you know, whatever we talk about is just, Again, what our opinions are and what we're doing. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we both got busy on the, during the holiday days, the 24th and the yeah. 25th. So we I were just it. like, let's just, you know, enjoy with the family and, you know, pick back life, you in know. this uh, week. Mm-hmm. But uh, without further ado, we have some interesting topics for the day. On the personal development, we have something that maybe a lot of you agree with us, uh, education reform. Uh, fitness, building relations at the gym, and on the finance, the importance of having a good credit. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's just start uh, with our opinion on education reform. What do you think? Um, is it necessary, not necessary? Or- well, 100%. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit in the past, but mm-hmm. to me, the education, especially in like what exists in the United States and probably in other you know Western countries, it's not particularly good honestly it's not even like decent i feel like a lot of it it's just coming down to getting a, a degree and remembering things it's not really about understanding concepts and really mm-hmm. trying to get like a grasp of what you're trying to learn and then simultaneously you add in that a lot of these things that you're learning don't end up applying later on in life they don't really have the kind of value that you think they would because mm-hmm. you spent this whole time learning this this stuff. For some people, they're paying for a private education, right? So your parents are paying money for it. You think you're going to get something good out of it. But then at the end of the day, it's just a piece of paper, some prestige that you went to this school or that school. And that's pretty much it. Once you get in, out into the real world, it ends up just being the same thing. And sometimes it's even worse because like, you spend a lot of money trying to get this education and it ends up being useless because you can't even find a job doing whatever it is that you learn, especially those things that aren't related to STEM. So do we need education reform? I would say a hundred percent. Right. Um, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree that we need education reform, but I don't think it's just uh, college education. I believe that it should start on like pre-K or like kindergarten. No, I said like this, everything, yep, from mm-hmm. top because, down, um, from bottom up. Because think about it, like um, the education system that we have right now, it was built to create workers in, you know, like the eight, late 1800s or 1900s, whichever decade was it. Factories. Like the first industry the beginnings of factories. They wanted to create workers, you know, people that just follow and don't ask questions. And ever since, it never has been updated or never has been 
change to accommodate the system that we live on because we live in a modern society there. You know, creativity and solving problems is critical rather than Mm -hmm. just doing what you ask to do, right? So that's why I feel like our education should lean towards that aspect of life uh, rather than teaching us uh, how to do like, you know, Y equals MX plus B, maybe try to apply that as like since early, early days on how can it work, how can we apply it? Like as we reach higher education, for example, like me, as I'm about to graduate college, I, I see where it is applied and how it is applied, like on, on economics or engineering or whatever. But uh, when you are in high school, you, you just learn this and you don't know where, when it's going to be applied. So maybe explaining it where and how you can apply it can encourage kids to actually understand it and actually, you know, seek differently. Like, um, because I think like every time that I talk to one of my friends, they're like, oh, until this day, I haven't applied that on what I learned in high school. But eventually yeah. it's there. Like, trust me, it's there. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it looks different or with different terms. Um, now, cherishing creativity, cherishing, you know, kind of like enhancing your critical thinking as well as problem solving, I feel like it's essential. So it should be implemented ever since you are a little kid. Like throwing questions about like global warming, throwing questions about like things that, you know, like poverty or or the, um, like the economic gap like that, you know, like the, the wealth gap that there exists in, in our world, not just in our country. It would be a really good way to enhance or kind of like, um, uh, how can you say this? Kind of like encourage kids to start thinking since they're little, like ever since like high school, they start pushing like um, maybe competitions, challenges and stuff like that into education. Mm-hmm. Not just teach math, science and whatever else you learn or algebra, but History. all the things as well. And a different way as well, because people or kids, they uh, we learn differently. We are not, we everybody, like especially now on virtual times, not everybody learns through like a teacher. Like me, especially, I barely pay attention to teachers. I usually do the studying on my own. I like, I'm a visual learner. So I usually watch videos, read uh, textbooks. And that's the, the best way that I understand the concept. But mm-hmm. listening to somebody talk for like an hour or so is not the most effective for everybody. So um, there are ways to do that. There are other ways that other countries are actually applying. And especially in Europe, I heard that they have a different system, especially on oh, also like the testing. SATs, that's garbage. You cannot, you cannot determine how smart you are or what career path you can choose based or like the college that you are limited to based on one score. It should be based on multiple things and not just a standardized um, test. And it's sad to see that because the US has this system, a lot of other countries, uh, third world countries or developing countries, they are following the steps. For example, when I was in Ecuador, when I was um, studying over there, the education system was much, much better, a hundred times better than here in the U.S. And now they actually downgraded, like their education is kind of similar to over here. And it's really bad um, because they also have something similar to the SATs in order for you to graduate. Whereas before, ever since you start high school, you already choose the major that you want to go into or like the 
field that you want to go into. Like I was already learning about electricity. I was already learning about uh, automobiles in industrial because I went to engineering high school. And mm. that's something that I don't get to see here. When I moved here, I was way ahead of my, of my peers, which is interesting because um, a lot of people don't value the education in developing countries. But trust me, it is better. I lived it and I know the difference. But nowadays, because the U.S. is the hyperpower, everybody wants to copy what the U.S. is doing. And, mm. you know, what the U.S. is doing is not necessarily <laughs> the right thing or the best thing. Right. So I would also say, like, you know, we do have, like, specialized high schools here, right? For specific <laughs> things. But again, those are, like, far and few in between. And there is a certain requirement for you to get into these schools. And a lot of times it has to do with money, right? Right. So it's there's something to be said about the tying of education with money. That usually ends up being a problem in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you can start talking about, like, having free education, and then there's something to that as well, right? There's always some sort of issue. So there has to be a way to balance this out in such a way where, you know, the education that you should be receiving has to be relative to what you enjoy doing and learning. Mm-hmm. But there's also some basic fundamentals that you should know. Because I can't tell you like, oh, you're going to, from the eight, from the time that you're like eight years old, I'm going to ask you, what do you want to do with your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Most little kids are going to be, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer because that's what's been pushed upon them by their parents or by the media, whatever the case is. It doesn't particularly help. So during the developing years, you want to have some sort of baseline, like what people should know, especially just like the basic concepts of like adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing. Those are basic concepts. Mm -hmm. But once you start getting into more of the higher education, instead of it making instead of making the education just like standard and relatively the same that's where you need to start incorporating some variety so that people start like you were saying right like when you started high school you started right off the bat with what you wanted to learn mm-hmm. right and maybe you can keep implementing some more general things that people should know should know right like in high school i feel like people should know how to do their taxes or people should know how to invest in the market or people should know how to save how to save their money how they should diversify etc but these things aren't taught there right mm-hmm. Or again, like electricity, right? That that's considered to be a trade. And here in America, trade schools are a thing. But the reason why trade schools are a thing is because they're no longer a part of the normal education system that probably once was. Simply because when you know a trade, you don't really have to know much else. You just have to be really good at your trade. That's why mechanics exist. That's why electricians exist. That's why plumbers exist. These jobs aren't particularly, you know, fancy, but they get the job done and you get paid pretty well because these are mm-hmm. necessities. And once you know a necessity, then you, you kind of have power because Absolutely. you need it. But if you're not, if you don't have the, 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 the skill set, then all you're doing is relying on the education system to hopefully eventually get you to a point where you can get a good job, which is usually not the case. And that's usually where you end up at a minimum wage job. Right. Even despite the fact that you completed college and you got your degrees, you got your bachelor's degrees, you got your master's degree. Yet it was an art Mm -hmm. and nobody really is paying you for art. Right. You need to add some sort of value. And that's where trades come in. You adding value to other people's lives. But again, that becomes a problem because if you know that, then you won't stay in the education system. Right. Mm -hmm. You won't keep paying money to the colleges in order to get that degree because they're like, 
you would say that it's useless. I can make money elsewhere a lot more and not have to go into debt in order to get whatever it is that I want. And then the last thing to add on is the fact that we live in a more modernized society. And with the internet, you can learn anything online. So boom, you can put yourself in a situation where you're making money and learning whatever you want. And then you're good to go. And you don't actually have to go to college in order to find in order to be a productive member of society mm-hmm. or to feel successful or to be successful because that's what's pushed upon you, right? You have to graduate college in order to be successful. Otherwise, you're a loser. There you go. Yeah, there's something to say about that, actually. I was just thinking about that as well, that uh, we need to stop associating a degree, like a college degree with a higher paying job because that's not true. That's just not true. Um, and we need to incorporate, like Randy was mentioning, trading trade um classes such as like you know electricity mechanics or accounting or doing taxes and stuff like that that you can you know work part-time and you know do a living and also like maybe if you decide to go to college to for a higher higher education then go into the, you know can afford it without going into debt and you know it's it just increases your value as a person increases your ability to communicate in um, be good at a certain, you know, ability. Cause like when, you know, when you graduate college, even though they ask you for like five years experience, even though you just graduated, like how the fuck you're going to get the experience. Right. So yeah, we need to stop associating that you need to go to college. You need to graduate. And I think this is like a little bit of like the old school, like old people mindset that, you know, people with uh, education, people with a degree, they usually land the higher, the high paid jobs which nowadays isn't, it's just not true. Nowadays, a YouTuber makes more money than a doctor or mm-hmm. a TikToker makes more money than somebody who does social marketing, who got like a business degree. Or like entrepreneur makes more money than somebody who went for business school. Because business school or business, um, a major on business, they don't teach you how to build your business. They teach you how to maintain the business of others, how to, you know, manage the business of other people, but not necessarily how to create your own. So we need to stop associating that a degree in college is going to land you like a successful career because it's just not true. And our reform will include this trade, this trade, trade schools in the, you know, in the, in the early, early stages of education, because uh, we learn better when we are young. So in our teenage years, it's easy for us to learn multiple languages, for example, like I wish my high school uh, had um, like uh, another languages. They only had Spanish, but that's also one thing that we can talk about later on is, you know, segregation in education, because like depending on where you live, you are forced to go to that specific school. And that's something that I noticed once I moved over here, because in my, uh, like in, back in Ecuador, I could choose any school in the city, even though I live in the outskirts of the city, I was going to a school in the city and it was mm-hmm. a public school and it was one of the mm-hmm. best schools in Ecuador. So now here you are forced to, you're limited to just stay within your area. You're, you cannot go out there and search for a better school. Even if you meet the criteria, even you, if you have the grades, even you have, you know, you can afford it or even you, even so like multiple things, like multiple factors. Mm-hmm. And you are limited to only the school in your district. And that's just segregation in my opinion. And that's something that I don't like. And that, that's why, you know, it doesn't 
create opportunities for other people doesn't create opportunities for future generations that live in that area. They're forced yeah. to get that, that quality of education. Just okay. yeah. so that that comes to back to like you know we we are still living in like antiquated times where we're still mm-hmm. going by old metrics. And again, like I was saying here, with the advent of just like technology as we have it now with the internet and your ability to learn things online, whatever it is that you want to learn, mm-hmm. you know, now that you don't have to worry about any kind of, you know, like, like segregation, racism or anything like that, or classism or not being able to go to the school because you can't afford it. Or mm-hmm. you go to the school, but you have to take on a hundred thousand dollars plus of debt for no reason, because the education is literally the same as if you were to go to a community college. The only difference is the fact that, you know, the networking, which you talked about before, right? Mm -hmm. And that is important, but to what degree, right? True. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're some, somebody that's, you know, actually actively going to go out of the way to, you know, be a visionary, to create your own business, to solve a problem that the world needs to solve. You going into debt for going into a good college for a regular education isn't really worth it because you'll always be paying back for the rest of your life. Especially if you're not somebody that, again, you're not going out of your way to do something great or greater with your life. You kind of just want to live a normal life, not really have to take on too many responsibilities. You just want to get by. Mm-hmm. Taking on that kind of debt load is completely unnecessary. Right. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, actually. I don't think, no. you know, there's people who are passionate about building uh, something of their own or uh, pursuing something better. And there's people who are comfortable and they're going to be comfortable living on a living wage, you know? And yeah, they can, and that's perfectly fine. There's no problem about that. It, whatever makes you happy, you know? If it brings, if, if you can sleep at night, you're good. That's it, man. That's it. As long as you're not hurting or like causing danger to society, that's then, you know? Yep. Which in, so in conclusion, right. what do you think? Is there anything we can do right now? Or how would we even bring about these reforms? Well, I think we both have talked about this. Actually, this is one of the topics that we connect on about like bringing reforms in. Well, that's actually one of my long term projects that, you know, but not specifically here. I I have like a specific community that I want to help where I'm passionate about in like that type, that quality of education that I want to bring also and create opportunities. So that's personal, like very personal for me. There's a project that Daphne is starting to work on. And it's definitely like a long term, but for me, it's more like uh, bringing kids into the play, like young people into like exposing to things that maybe they don't get a chance because of the sources in their country or the sources in their communities. You know what I mean? Right. So, okay. So despite the fact that, you know, we both have plans for the future, but obviously that's not really, it's not going to come into fruition right now. So Mm -hmm. talking more to the people, like what can they do right now? Um, Oh, so again, talking more like just speaking on what I was talking about with the trade schools and things like that. Mm-hmm. Again, that is an option for you. So don't think that you have to pursue a college education in order to be successful. Think outside the box here, right? First thing that you want to establish is some sort of independence and actually have the ability to maneuver in your life. And that's only going to come when you have some sort of financial. Hold on. Pause it again. See? So that's really just going to come when um, you have that financial freedom, right? Mm -hmm. So 
again, the best way to establish that is one, don't go into debt. So maybe consider not taking a student loan. Two, find some sort of skill that actually starts paying you and supposed to you needing to pay for it. And then three, if you decide that you want to learn something that's, you know, a little bit more complicated, more complex, like a computer engineering degree or something like that, then with the money that you have and your ability to maneuver and the freedom and also talking about how, you know, you can diver- diversify your assets and things like that so that your money starts making you more money, then you can go ahead and pursue something better or more complex. But as opposed to just like, you know, going into the normal traditional route, go to college, Hopefully you find a job after you're done with college and then hopefully everything kind of works out in the end. Again, the world is evolving now and technology is making everything a little bit more obsolete. We talked about before the autonomous driving, right? Mm-hmm. There won't really be a, ta- a taxis anymore or, you know, people driving taxis. There'll be just robots or AI. And to that degree, that's <laughs> going to be happening across the board. As a personal trainer, I'm even seeing that now where I don't know if you take a look on Instagram, but sometimes there's ads of these, um, these, uh, I guess, machines, basically like they're mirrors that you post on the wall. And then, you know, that's kind of like a personal trainer kind of thing. But now there's machines where it's one piece of equipment that does everything. And the resistance that you set on it is relative to whatever you want. You can literally change it on the screen. So let's say all you have to do is get yourself a bench and this bar ends up adjusting to whatever uh, difficulty you want it to by literally just touching a screen. So to a certain degree, like my profession is slowly but surely getting uh, evolving, but also people like the personal trainers are being weeded out. You're not going to need personal trainers as much because now maybe you have your own thing at home, right? So that's where I would say you should probably go. Right, definitely getting a trade. Um, One thing that I kind of want to mention about that is that sometimes you might get into the... um, the, the, the habits or the likes that you seeing the amount of money that you're getting a certain degree. So let's say with a trade, you start making 60, 70 grand. Now, a lot of people, what I think what they end up doing is that they get, they start, they like that, right? Because they probably haven't made that much money, especially if you're young, you haven't made the money um, since like you left high school probably. And you're going to go and pursue that as your something that you want to do your whole life. But I will say, don't settle down because there's much, much opportunities out there. And like Randy mentioned, that that job is not secure for forever. So definitely try to always try to better yourself, save, build something um, of your own or, you know, look for opportunities because there are much, much better opportunities out there. More skills. Get as many skills, skills as you can, well. right? Become as best mm-hmm. as you can at those skills. And continue to get yourself in a financial freedom aspect. So diversify, invest your money, make your money, make you more money so that eventually at some point you're just living off the money that that's making you money as opposed to you needing to make money in order to live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. It's getting lengthy. So let's cut it off right there. We can talk about this topic a little bit more later on. Later on. Yeah. But um, fitness, building relations at the gym. That's all, all right. So this one, I mean, you can jump in here as well, but you know, in terms of like the people you meet here at the gym, um, they vary, right? You can meet as a, a wide range of people. Some people are athletes. Some people are just traditional. Some people are business people, right? They like literally go on lunch breaks and they come to the gym, work out and then go back, back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you got the girls, the hot ones, the <laughs> not so hot ones, um, the older ones. And, you know, to that end, I would say it's not necessary for you to develop relationships here at the gym, but it's a nice thing to have, mm -hmm. right? Because that one of the things about being in a gym is the fact that there's some sort of community, especially if you start getting a little bit more involved with it. And, you know, not necessarily like, oh, this you need a community in order to be successful. No, you can come into the gym, just do your workouts and leave. That's fine. But if this is a place where you're going to start coming in more often, I would say that, you know, developing relations with people here can, again, like you've talked about before with networking, can be very beneficial because you never know who you might meet here. Um, I mean, I met my girlfriend here, right? And we've been together for almost two years. So you really don't know who you can meet. And to that end, I feel like if you go out of your way to you know, socialize and build little pockets of, of communities within the gym, right? So you get to know the people at the front desk, you get to know some of the trainers, you get to know uh, some of the members that, are, that usually come when you come, right? So more the frequent members. And, you know, that way you, you kind of position yourself in such a way where, you know, you you know people and you can like do stuff with people and maybe you can build relations in such a way where you have friendships here. Mm -hmm. And again, that just speaks more to just being a more social person and, you know, human beings need to have some sort of social aspect to them. And hypothetically, if you're a student or you're somebody uh, that only works and goes home all the time and it's literally work home, work home, and you don't have any kind of outside relationships. You don't have any outside hobbies, right? You don't have other people outside of those two areas uh, that you can talk to and mingle with. That can get pretty depressing and pretty lonely. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the aspects that people kind of fail to admit or fail to talk about in fitness is that you need to have a social aspect to it because it can get pretty boring. And additionally, I mean, we've trained together, right? And usually when we train together, we have a tendency of pushing each other to be a little bit better. When you train by yourself, you usually, you know, you just go for the status quo. You don't really, right. You don't push yourself as hard as you can. Yeah, I was going to go with that as well, actually, that uh, building relations in the gym, it's, it's, it's a social environment. The gym is a social uh, place where you mm -hmm. are forced to meet some people because, you know, maybe just accidentally you start talking or maybe you want to talk to the person because you know you want to learn from them or maybe some also somebody maybe if you're good at it if you're good at working out and you see somebody doing a mistake approach them don't don't be afraid to you know look um stupid by telling him how to do it because you're ultimately helping him and maybe it can be at the start of a friendship or or anything like i said like randy mentioned it's very important to connect with people also and have somebody to go and work out together because like, you know, like Randy mentions, it's good to push each other and you are going to need a, what do you call that? Um, uh, a spotter. Yeah. Somebody who can help you, uh, um, you know, lift more. Now, one way, if you, if you want to know like few tricks or like how you can connect with people is where your college, um, where you college hoodie or you college shirt that has worked with me plenty of times yeah. here in my gym. Cause sometimes oh, okay. time to time there's alumni who went to the same school as I, as you did. Mm -hmm. And I have a few times that some people, I was wearing my Buffalo shirts 
and they were like, oh, you went to Buffalo? And that was just like just an instant topic that we can start talking about. I was like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And you start building, you start talking. And then next time that you see, you can say like, you know, hi or what's up. Now, if you are a guy also, and you want to, um, if you like your gear in the gym, this also shows that you are not afraid to connect with people and you're not shy. And you also have good value in the environment as well. So, you know, there's certain things that connecting with people and building relations is very important. It's going to benefit you ultimately. And one last thing is that get to know by name the receptionist or like the front desk because, you know, you don't want to look like an asshole. Every time that you walk into the gym, you want to say, hey, what's up, blah, blah, have like a little chit chat, ask how they're doing, whatever. And trust me, they're really friendly because that's their job. So yeah, uh, talk to the people in the front desk, get to know them. It's really good. Um, it really shows that, you know, you're not just there to work out, but you're also there to be part of the community. And like any place, if you are going to be frequent at the gym, if you're going to be going every day of the of the week or whatever, it's really good to build that relation and be part of that community. You don't want to be an outcast. All right, cool. So you got anything else to add up to that? Because it's getting super lengthy now. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we can skip through the, or, you know, jump through the last topic really quick. But uh, yeah, develop a good relationship with the people there. That way you have somewhere to go and, you know, you feel comfortable and safe being there as opposed mm-hmm. to just feeling like weird and stuff like that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, last topic for the day, the importance of having a good credit. I think we cover. um few parts on the on previous podcast about this. Uh, having good credit is going to allow you to invest and buy things like um, higher purchase, such as a house, uh, which is an investment eventually. And it's really good to start young because you do want to have a good credit, uh, a long credit. So like something that you have for a long time, that's something that the creditors, creditors uh, look at as well. You want to pay on time. You want to you know, make purchases that you can afford to pay. For example, in the Christmas shopping, I hope that you all spend money that you had already on your on your check-ins or savings accounts, and you can just pay it, um, you know, right away on your credit mm-hmm. card. So you don't want to be on that. So that's something that they're going to look at as well. Mm-hmm. All right. And also, uh, there are credit cards that they're going to allow you to come up with benefits, so bonuses, and also take a look on those. Yeah, we have that as a separate talk- topic, mm-hmm. talking about what credit cards are probably best to get. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of credit cards that have bonuses like cashback and things like that. So you should definitely look into which ones you should get. Um, right. So yeah, pretty much like you were saying, there's as you get older, you start seeing that credit ends up being a, like a thing that you actually need. When you're younger, you really don't. And you know that's another thing, going back to our discussion about education, nobody really tells us of the importance of credit until you know we need it. And then we don't have it. So right. good credit is definitely valuable, especially if you're trying to, you know, buy a home or trying to pay for an expensive thing like a car, auto insurance, things like that. Um, I would say, though, that, you know, when it comes to credit, it, it ends up being a little bit of a, uh, a trick, right? Because credit means that you're in debt. And we talked about, like, maybe it's not a good idea to be in debt. But when it comes to credit, you need to pick and choose what kind of debt you should be in mm-hmm. because there's such thing as good debt and bad debt. And it's hard to sometimes distinguish what those two things are because you can go into debt by buying something that's super expensive that isn't particularly useful or is not an asset. 
And then you can do the same thing by something expensive, but that is an asset. So you need to, you know, be careful how you go about doing that. But yeah, having good credit is important. Should definitely be working on it as early as you can. Just keep building that up as you get older. That way, whenever you need to buy something or want to buy something, you have the credit available. Absolutely. All right. So I think that concludes that topics. Some major updates on news updates for me is that Trump signed uh, the, um, the bill, the stimulus mm -hmm. bill yesterday. Uh, kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie because I thought he was actually going to give a fight and do something good on his presidency, but he didn't nope. give up. And yeah, we just getting the stimulus bill, which we're going to pay. That's better than nothing, but. Well, absolutely. But, you know, there's some complications. There's a lot of problems. There, yeah. I mean, we talk about this in the previous podcast. Um, yeah. Other than that, one thing that I want to mention, actually, not nah, let's leave that for another day. That's pretty much it on my end. Markets are looking on green. Um, Bitcoin reached almost 30K. I think it's sitting on 27K right now. So that caught on me off guard. But yeah. I'd be like that, man. That's the market. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's like a bipolar um, ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend, <laughs> right? Like you yeah. just really can't predict where this thing is going to go. Sometimes it just completely takes a dump. Um, and then sometimes it just goes for some crazy crazy moves like it is right now um but yeah not really much to discuss here um still trading my you know my neo my uh a little bit of tesla but not so much i'm more focused on neo now because moving into the new year on uh the 6th and 9th of january they have some strong catalysts coming up so okay. that should move the price around up or down really doesn't matter but it's some aggressive movement today alone it's down like three percent which you know Not particularly great, but, you know, that means there's some more upside if there is a potential recovery into a push into newer highs or higher highs, which people are predicting to be around 60. And right now it's sitting around 44. So there's that. Um, let's see. Anything else? Market is pretty strong right now with the, you know, the news of the stimulus. So that's good. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Oh, and Apple. Apple's now sitting at 136. Yeah, Apple, Apple jumped so high. I don't know. I guess like all that stimulus literally just went to them. To be honest. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's cut it there. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. And yep. Peace. Out. Peace out.